praise God. Aren't you thankful that God is good? I don't know about to fall. There we go. You know, one thing about that story is that this woman, she had an issue of blood for 12 long years. Imagine living like that, having that kind of an issue for 12 years. And it says, in Luke, it says that she went to go see many physicians and that she did not get any better, but in fact, she grew worse. She spent all that she had for to try to get some sort of solution to this problem that she was living with. And for 12 years, you kind of get used to it, wouldn't you? After 12 years, it's like, well, you know what? This is just, this is my life. So I'll just accept this. There's no other way around. And the doctor says I can't do anything. And now I've spent everything that I have. And this is, this is it. But what I love in this passage is that then she heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. She obviously heard something good about Jesus, didn't she? For her to go out onto basically risk her life. Because this woman... In those days, in that day and age, if you were had any sort of issue or condition like that, you were pronounced unclean, which basically means that you are an outcast of society. You're not allowed to come and to meet with anybody else. You're basically going to be isolated and alone because, well, unfortunately for you, you have a condition and no one must be around you, so you're unclean. And the fact that she heard about Jesus and that she pressed through the crowd just to touch him, she literally risked her life doing that. Because there, there was a guy, so Jairus is in this story as well, um, who was a ruler of the synagogue. He was part of that. And he had the authority to say, you are unclean, you should not be here. But she did not let fear hold her back from receiving what she knew about Jesus, what she heard about Jesus. She heard that Jesus has come to heal. She heard that how Jesus would open up the eyes of the blind and that those with leprosy would come to him and they would be healed of their condition. And so, so she said to herself that if I would just touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that good? And you know, God's goodness is what I want to talk about today. And I had a, a certain direction this whole week of the where I was going to go. And then this morning as we were praying, I just felt, you know what? There's, there's some more that God wants to say to us this morning. So are you believing with me? Yes. Because, you know, it's not just me saying to hear this. It also requires us as a congregation together to receive from the Lord. So as, as hearing the gospel has as much to do with you as it does me speaking it. So we're, let's hook up together because I want to hear what the Lord has to say to us this morning. Because the fact that we are here this morning after a big Christmas, right? Sometimes who woke up tired today? Come on, honestly, we woke up tired today. But you know what? We're here this morning because we are expecting to hear from God today. Amen? So let's believe. Let's believe. Lord, we thank you what you have for us today. What you want to say to us today so that we can be encouraged, that we can be strengthened, and so that we can go out and do what you've called us to do. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, turn in your Bibles to Psalm 27. And this scripture has been on my heart for about a month straight. And I would, I would wake up in the morning, and this scripture, I would just speak it over myself. I was, you know, get, get out of bed. The first words that I want to come out of my mouth is the scripture. And Psalm 27, verse 13, it says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How many of you are agreeing with that? I would have lost heart 
unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. And in a couple different translations, it says, I would have fainted, or Amplified says, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Wait for, hope for, and expect the Lord. Be brave, be brave and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for, hope for, and expect the Lord. And then the NLT or NIV says, I am confident of this very thing, that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. That's, That's us, isn't it? We are confident of this very thing that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And as I was meditating on this scripture, I was just thinking about, well, what would cause someone to lose heart? Why would someone give up? Why would someone faint? Have you ever just kind of taken the time to think about those things? And um, I work as a personal trainer, which Rod made fun of earlier. My clients do sweat. I don't sweat, but they, they do. Um, but one thing that I know in my own life is when I am going for a really long run, you know what's going through my head the whole time? Just stop. Just stop right now. You are absolutely exhausted. Your right foot hurts. Your left toe has a blister. Why are you running anyways? You know what's chasing you? There is literally no end to this. Like, and that's what's going through my mind is while I'm working out. But then there's another part of me that's like, no, but there is a, there is a reward. There is an outcome at the end of this run. Can anyone else relate to something like that? It may not be fitness, I understand. But maybe like if you're doing like a degree or something like that, and you're going through an intense time of study, and you're like, why am I doing this? Like, this is absolutely exhausting. I don't want to do this anymore. However, you know that the outcome is so worth it. Because the outcome absolutely trumps the painful temporary situation because there is an end and so that the same thing when it comes to the word of god when it comes to receiving from the lord we would have lost heart unless we believe to see the goodness of the lord that means that right now whatever you may be going through that you would have lost heart except that you're believing something else except that you believe that there is an end that there is an outcome to what you are believing god for so there are things that we can do that actually causes us to lose heart pretty quickly. And some of that would basically would be listening to people around you, listening to bad news. How many of you guys know there is so much noise going on right now? There's so much noise happening right now. And it is full of fear. It is full of worry. It is full of anxiety. And I'm not going to lie, it actually makes me mad right now. I've been getting a little bit annoyed with all this, just this noise going on, because it's what it's doing is it's bringing fear. It's bringing fear, and there is no fear in love, meaning that there is no fear in God, because God is love. And perfect love casts out fear. And so that's what was so strong on my heart to speak to us as a church today, is that we don't fear. This is not a place of fear, but we are of those who believe God. Right, So we actually surround ourselves with what the Lord has said in his word. We teach and we think upon that good news. Yeah. So losing heart would look like when you're constantly listening to bad news. Right? If you, like, you, I mean, this happens to me quite a bit, but you're um, just a conversation. You're looking forward to something, you know, you're all excited about this one thing. And then you hear like, one piece of bad news and it just completely just wrecks everything. You know, just one piece of bad news, because we tend to focus on the negative. It's so much easier focusing on the negative, focusing on the fear, 
because we're naturally, because of sin, we're wired that way in that sense, because of sin. We were never designed to be that from the beginning. God created us for love. But in that sense, we just hear bad news, and that's what we tend to think on because, well, we just expect the worst. It's like, you know, you don't want to get your hopes up too much. Things might not work out the way you hope to. You know, look at the, look at this world. It's just negative. It's always going to be bad. It's never going to be better. That's just kind of the expectation people have. Like, if it works out, great, but it's probably not going to. So don't get your hopes up. How many of you guys have heard that? But yet God says in his word, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. And it's such a different way of thinking. It's such a different way of living because no longer are we living this, oh, I hope it works out, but I won't get my hopes up. No, instead, how good is our God? How amazing is our God? It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. And so it's such a different mentality. We're not living with this just negative Listening to this bad news, listening to the social media and the news media and all this stuff and what people are saying, that there's this many cases and they're doing this now and this, this, the the new regulation. And it's just, it weighs us down, but not us. Because we are those who believe God. We are those who believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, another reason why some of them lose heart is because they're focusing on how they're feeling. You know, you don't really ask yourself, what does God's word say about my situation? You're asking yourself, well, I woke up feeling really bad today, so I guess that's how the day is going to be. It's just going to be bad because I feel that way, and that's it. Too bad. But that's not us, is it? No, because even if you wake up, you know, you may feel a little off or something like that, but you, what you do, you grab that word of God, and you grab the scripture, and you say, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I just think back to that woman with the issue of blood. You know, 12 years she lived with this condition. 12 years. Imagine that. Being completely an outcast for 12 years. All of a sudden you would just get used to it. You wouldn't even notice that, like, there's anything wrong with you. It's it's been 12 years. It's like, well, what else else is going to happen? Until she heard that piece of good news. And then she's like, you know what? This, this, this is it. This is what I have been believing for. This is something that I've been looking for, is the goodness of the Lord. And so she goes, and she risks her life, and she goes, and she just touches the hem of his garment. And she would always say to herself, I shall be made whole. And notice that was the key, is that she said to herself that if I would just touch his garment, I shall be made whole. So despite how she was feeling, she would say to herself, I will touch his garment, and I will be made whole. And that's a key for us, too, is, you know, when you're feeling those feelings and you're hearing all this bad news, you shut that stuff off. You don't pay attention to how you feel because you go back to his goodness. You go back to the word of God, what he has said in his word. And it's something you just got to remind yourself of that. Don't allow yourself just to go through life with the whatever, with whichever way the wind is taking you. But we want to stand. We want to be those ones who are just standing on the word of God and say, Lord, I am not moving. I choose to believe. I refuse to give up on what you have said. I refuse to lose my hope because I know that God is good. God is good. You know, it also says that it's the kindness or it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Isn't that interesting? It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. In Psalm 34, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, I'm just, I am so thankful for God's goodness. And I know in my own 
life many times over, the thing that would ever hinder me from experiencing his goodness would have would be fear. Would have been fear. And I know um, when I came to the Sunshine Coast, some of you guys know this story, but I had a background of um, not paying rent on time for about a year and a half. And which, not paying rent on time, you get into that, like, those letters in the mail when, you know, eviction notices and um, your court date's coming up, and you kind of get used to living that way in that constant pressure of, of financial pressure. And that's how I lived for about a year and a half, was, like, dreading to check my inbox, dreading to check my messages, because I know I'm going to get something from the owners of that apartment saying that, you know, your rent is overdue, and I'm like, I know my rent is overdue. And I, would call, I lived like that for about a year and a half, and thank God he got me out of that situation, moved to a different apartment, and he paid off all my debts, praise the Lord. But when I moved to the Sunshine Coast, I was just coming out of that living with that constant debt and that constant mindset of being afraid of people and being afraid of opening my messages, opening my email to hear about some sort of, you know, air, what is it called? Air, air, airs? Airs? That's the word. I can't even like pronounce. Not even try to pronounce that. That's the word, though. I kept on getting those kinds of messages. And so um, when I came to the Sunshine Coast, and I was looking for a job, and because I've been a PT for a while, but I really wanted to avoid the personal training because I was like, I've been doing this for such a long time. Maybe there's something different I could do. Um, but no, it's who I am. Part of who I am is being a personal trainer. So I found a job at Jess, and um, my boss, he's the boss that to me said, so. Um, you're going you're gonna to have to pay rent here um, every week, whatever, this much money for rent so that you can work here. And I'm like, that's different. I've always been paid by the gym to work there, not me pay them to work there. And because of that fear that I had before of not being able to pay rent, I thought that same kind of fear came upon me where I was like, well, I don't want to, I've had this really bad history of not paying rent. I do not want to take this job because of it. And you know what, if I would have let that same mindset stop me from becoming a personal trainer, stop me from taking that job, that's exactly what I would never have actually stepped out to see the goodness of the Lord. Because I, I felt in my heart that this was the place I needed to be. But that fear of not paying rent was still there. And I had a decision to make. It was either, well, you're going to listen to that fear and let that fear hold you back. Or you're going to trust the Lord that he is faithful and that he will provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And by the grace of God, I chose to take that job regardless of the fear that I was feeling at that time. And praise the Lord, I've been working there for four years now and are able to pay the rent there. So praise God for that. And been able to touch lives and to see people. And, and I just, I really enjoy it. You know, and but that's, that's the goodness of the Lord. That is the goodness of God. And yet it's those little things of that fear holding you back from going out and stepping out into what God's called you to do. Does that make sense? It's that, it's that fear. It's that fear would hold us back. But what we want to do is we want to step out and believe God regardless of how you may feel at the time. And if you want to turn to 2 Chronicles um, chapter 20. <laughs> You know, Jesus said in John um, 16, he said that in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And the Amplified says, I have deprived it of its power to harm you, and I've conquered it for you. And also says in Psalm 34, it says, 
Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. It goes right back to, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. My parents always say to me growing up, if I would say, you know, something that would happen to me as a kid, or, you know, my brother got the bigger half of the chocolate bar. I'd be like, well, that's not fair. And they'd always say, Chloe, life may not be fair, but God is good. And that was always the most annoying thing to hear all the time. Especially when your brother gets the better half of the, of the Mars bar. But you know what? I, it's so true. Life isn't fair, but God is good. God is good. God will reward you. God will repay you for whatever life may have, whatever may have been thrown at you, whatever stuff may have gone your way. But God is good. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, um, so this is the story of Jehoshaphat. This is when the Israelites basically were being surrounded on all sides by a bunch of different armies that were going to come out and absolutely defeat them. And so Jehoshaphat, um, these, people, these people come to him and they say to him, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria. And they are in Hazazon Tamar. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. Or throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah that came to seek the Lord. I love that because the thing is, is that you get this really bad news. And the first thing Jehoshaphat does was he goes and he seeks the Lord. That is the first response when you hear or you receive bad news is we go and we seek the Lord. And, it, and so Jehoshaphat says a prayer and then it comes down to the last verse, he says, um, verse 12, O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. How many of you guys have been in a situation where you have no idea what to do? Have you ever faced that? It's a dark night, and you're like, what do I do now? I was not expecting this. Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon you. And you know what? And that's what we can say right now for ourselves. No matter what you may be going through right now, and I'm sure that there are some decisions that have to be made in your life, right? There's some things that are happening, and you may not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And when you come to God with that, with that mindset of, Lord, I don't really know what to do right now, but I know that you know. And I know that you are good. And I know that you have the answer for me. And I believe to see that answer. That is, that's where our victory starts. And so, um, that's what he says. And in response, the Lord said to him, Listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Uh, he says, Do not be afraid, nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. That is the first thing, is we stop the fear. That's always the first thing God says. Quite often does we say that. Do not fear. Stop the fear. Stop the fear. And that's what we do. We stop the fear. You know, Jesus said too, he said in the New Testament in Luke, he said, men's hearts fail them because of fear. Our hearts, it says in Psalm 27, you know, I would have fainted. I would have lost heart unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord. What is he saying? I would have feared if that fear would have remained, if he would have allowed that fear to stay, he would have lost heart, and he would have given up. 
How many times in your life, if you would have just stopped because of the fear, and you're like, Lord, I just, I'm too afraid, I'm not going to step out, I can't do this anymore. And think about where you would be. But all those times when you said, Lord, I choose to believe you, and how every single time, he always makes sure that you make it to the other side. He always upholds you, doesn't he? Because he is good. And so I love that. That's what we do. Men's hearts fail them because of fear. But what Jehoshaphat says, we may not know what to do, but we know that our eyes are upon you. And God responds to that. And God says, the battle is not yours, it is mine. So he tells them what to do. He gives them instructions. And you think that, you know, in our natural minds, we think, okay, we'll send out the best part of the army first. Send out the strongest guys, send out the strongest men, the best army, the best weapons, and go and fight for this. And the Lord told them, send out the worshipers, the worshipers. Send them out first. And so you see, if you imagine this from like a bird's eye view, you're seeing all these armies encamped against Israel and how threatening that would look. And then you see Israel, and they're coming out with these like tambourines and these instruments, and they're singing, and you're thinking, what? Like what what kind of response is that? But that's what the Lord told them to do. And so you know what words they go out singing? The first song that we sang says, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Can we say that? For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Again, let's say it. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And so that's what Israel, that's what they go out in response to this horrible news. They go out and that's what they sing. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And in the Lord's amazingness, how he does it. But basically those guys just ended up killing themselves. Basically each other. It's a whole messed up battle. But Israel did nothing other than, Lord, our eyes are upon you. We thank you that you will take us through all, you'll take us all the way through because our eyes are upon you. And we believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. A few, a um, couple years ago, I got this statement in prayer, and the Lord said, he said, I am more good than the devil is evil, because evil has an expiration date, but my goodness is eternal. His goodness is eternal. Whatever you may be going through right now is just temporary. Is that what Paul said too? He said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more and exceeding an eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen, because the things that are seen are temporary, when the things that are not seen are eternal. The things that are seen are temporary, meaning they're subject to change. Right? This stuff can change just like that. But the things that are not seen, talking about the Lord and his promises, those those things are eternal. You know, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And that's why we can boldly confess, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God is good to you. Believe that. You know, get, I, I want to encourage you, get your hopes up. This is the, the last sermon of the year, and I'm, I was asking the Lord, what do I, what can we say to, as a church? What can we put our faith for as we finish off 2021 and go into 2022? And I just felt so strong talk about how good I am. Yeah. Remind the people, remind the church how good God is. How good has he been to you? Look at where you are now. 
I mean, you, he could have given up on you a long time ago, but God saw something in you. God paid the price for you, and God made a way for you to be born again. God made a way for you to provide all of your needs. He made a way for your family. He made a way for your job. He made a way for your future. That's our God. So we, as a church, let's get our hopes up. Let's talk about how good he is. Let's talk about the victories that he has already given us and how much more good will he be in the future. If he's been that good before, oh man, just this future, going into 2022, those things that you have been believing God for, they shall come to pass because he is good. good. Because it's his nature. That's his nature. How many of you are believing God for something right now? How many of you guys believe to see his goodness in the land of the living? Yes, I believe that too. So don't let's stand up. Can we sing that first song, um, Lord, You Are Good? You know, I just get your hopes up. And you know what? The best thing to do is to talk about it. Let's talk about his goodness. Let's talk about his faithfulness. Let's remind each other of how good he has been. Let's remind each other of the victories that we have experienced. And just like the Israelites went out praising God, well, you know what? Let's go out today. Let's praise God. Let's talk about how good he is because he is good.